0: Welcome back to the show. We're back.
1: We're back together.
0: Yeah, we've had some solo solo shows the past past few episodes, right?
1: Yes. So I did Mon last week on my sober journey, and you did a podcast with Justin Purvis the week before, which was awesome. Loved listening. Loved listening to that, but love being back here with you.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, good to be back. So just realistic expectations that the the direction we're going with this one yeah something that we've kind of noticed we want to talk about yes
1: realistic expectations yep if you know what you want to look like what you want to feel like you've got to make sure that your actions are matching up with that expectation
0: yeah so over the well heck i guess for the past 15 or 20 years we've i've had people come to me wanting to reach certain goals but there's there's that's great but there's still something that there's some work there's a lot of steps ahead of them that they're not really seeing they got to do before they can ultimately reach that goal
1: yeah and sometimes that's hard when you're gosh you've been through it and you know the work that you've put into it and you see someone come to you and they're like i want shoulders like yours (laughs) and i'm like whoa like there's a lot of work that went into those shoulders and it's not just the exercises. There's the nutrition that goes behind it. There's the reps that you use, the weight that you use. There's so much that goes behind it that it's not just as simple as walking up to someone and saying, I want the shoulders that you have. I seriously had someone come into the smoothie shop the other day and say, what kind of smoothie do you drink to look buff like that? And it's such a, Yep. I can't imagine that they're really serious. It's just a conversation starter. Yeah. I do yeah. understand that. But at the same time, I was just like, if only it were that easy as what smoothie do I drink? What yeah. gym do I go to?
0: So I want to, that bring, that reminds me of a photo we saw. I won't mention whose photo it was on social media. But a, a girl that we know in the fitness world is, she's very, she's been doing it for a long time. And she's got a killer physique. She posted a photo of her. Inside of her fridge, and you could see all the eggs and the, the meal prep and the containers. You could see the
1: work, the work, she, work had she had put into that,
0: put into the, the meal prep and getting ready for the week. And then there was a bottle of apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. sitting there off to the side, kind of in the you know, in the distance. She, yeah, she wasn't it wasn't even really labeled because like, she
1: did have stuff labeled. She had this was her broccoli and this was her chicken and this was her you know, carb for the week, and the apple cider vinegar was just hanging out.
0: And, man, the comments coming in from people wanting to know about the apple cider vinegar. Because, What's that
1: for? What's that for? What's that for?
0: You know, and they're, they hone in on that, that that product or, you know, apple cider vinegar has this, you know, it's 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 been around for a while as this secret fat loss aid. And people hone in on that because they, they see that, oh, wow, I can just buy some apple cider vinegar and it might boost my fat loss.
1: Yeah, but I've posted my apple cider vinegar before my little concoction in the morning that was prescribed by my coach from day one and it's a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar a tablespoon of olive oil it's a tablespoon of lemon juice and it just helps aid in your gut health which relates to digestion which relates to just your overall performance and yes it can 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 aid in your fat loss but that's because it's a it's a gut health thing is what it is that's what it that's what it helps with the most from my understanding it's not a cure all it's nope. not a ooh if i do this then all my fat's just going to melt away and disappear it's not like that it is it it can be part of the overall process but yeah i'll post that and people are like what's that for what's that for like they are going out they are getting it and then they're wondering why it doesn't work
0: and i've always told you that if if i had I probably need to have a little bit more salesy um, snake oil salesman type blood in me. And I say,
1: no, you don't.
0: Because I own a supplement <laughs> shop, and if anybody needs to be promoting these miracle products that work, I know, and magic pills, it would I be know. me, right? Think exactly. about how much money I'm missing out on because I don't promote these products like most of the mainstream.
1: Yeah, lose meat. ten pounds, and you know. 10 days sort of thing and you you've had people message you and ask you about do you have yes do you have fat burners that's a perfect example do you have fat burners yes we have fat burners does it work we get that question all the time and we do our best to let them know that yes it can work it can help and this is how it does. It can help suppress appetite. It can help increase your energy. It can help do those things which in turn will help the fat burning process. You will never hear out of our mouths, yes, they work.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's helped people lose hundreds of pounds that come through here. Oh, yes. I could I could easily say that. I could make up stuff on Facebook, Instagram. I mean, it would and it would probably drive sales up. Yeah ultimately i mean
1: we we could we we just see stuff all the time people will post something on social media and they'll just you know the magic the magic drink the magic shake detox yes the this 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 workout helped me get the shoulders of my dreams sort of thing and just the comments all underneath it no one's asking how long have you been working out? No one's asking, how long have you been drinking this shake? No one's asking, how long um, have you been eating this way? What what does the rest of your diet look like when someone's asking about apple cider vinegar? What does the rest of your diet look like? No one ever asks those questions. They think that it's the apple cider vinegar. They think that it's the shake. And it's it it is frustrating because between me and Keith I mean we've got we've got 40 years of of experience and figuring things out for ourselves. by no means are we experts we we do understand that but we we've done a lot of the trial and error ourselves, and we do see a lot
0: we're not experts but what what is an expert what is an expert that's a good question I I mean I know you just (laughs) said that to 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 make us humble but I'm gonna maybe well because we're not experts on paper we don't have like a you know well you have a degree
1: well yes and i i do think that i would feel more like an expert if i could if i could speak a little better like as i'm sitting here pausing trying to find my, my words if i could refer well, back to a, if I could cite that's the word I'm looking for if I could cite research if I could cite scientific stuff I
0: that would be a public speaker I know
1: <laughs> so. I, I even said in my last podcast where I'm like I'm not going to be able to cite this article or that article but I can give you the essence of what I know to be true for me and what I know to be true for other people and what resonates I'm I'm very intuition driven and I know what feels right and yeah, and that's a, lot of, that's a lot of what to go on I do wish that I could cite more things though because people listen to you a little bit more
0: yeah but the experience that you have and the experience that I have it man it, it trumps any to me any expert like on paper you know like I know I mean we don't we may not be able to cite all the scientific stuff to a T.
1: Like, I want to be like Lane Norton. <laughs> like, dude, that guy. Not only does he have the look, but he can, he can yep. go toe-to-toe with anybody. I know he's been around a long time. Yep. He's had a lot of practice, but he's just that genius kind of person that can – he's he's like Bose talking about my son, my son. When I say Bose, I'm talking about my son. He's like Bose, you know, talking about all the things that he talks about. And I'm like, man, how do you remember this? How do you know this? And he's like, I don't know, Mom. I just do. I'm like, I wish that I could do that because, yes, I do have the college degree. And I think part of what keeps me from really like learning like these articles and stuff like that is because I know what it took for me to learn that stuff in school. It takes me reading it, writing it down, listening to it, writing it down again. I mean, I've been thinking a lot here lately about what it took for me to make the mostly A's in college in my degree. And it took a lot it took a lot for me to remember information and then i wasn't i wasn't even the best at applying the information i know we're going off on a on a different thing here but that I've, i have been thinking about that what what, yeah. what what does make an expert
0: yeah but i i'll put us up against any expert
1: oh gosh Come this on. is why we're the best team ever because you you believe in us way more than i do Yep. well you believe in us way more than i believe in me
0: Yep. I believe no. in you all day long. <laughs> so yeah, like I think of the, the one of the um biggest like issues I see in this day and age where over the past few years you've had a um people a population that just scrolls Instagram and TikTok, Facebook and they see these pictures of of people that they aspire to be like, you know, their their bodies and their you know, stuff like that. It's not, you don't, you don't really get the full picture a lot of times from these influencers. You know, they post mm-hmm. the, the, they're prancing around in the gym and they look awesome, but they don't, they don't really show what all it took to get there.
1: No, cause I know as well as anyone, it's not just being in the gym. There's the diet and the nutrition that goes behind looking like that and I really thought that as long as I was working out, then eventually the outside of my body would match the drive that I had on the inside of my body. And I would I would do my best with calories, I would do my best with macros. I feel like that I I ate relatively well, better than most people, and I probably looked and performed better than most people. But it wasn't taking me to the next level that I wanted to be in each next level that you want to reach is going to take doing different things and establishing new habits. And I just thought that as long as I was in the gym and doing yeah. well in the gym, then eventually the, the rest of it would catch up. But I wasn't changing anything with my nutrition at all. And you see these people on social media. And again, it's, it's that whole, th- of oh, what workout are you doing? What gym do you go to? But nobody's asking, how long have you been doing it? And what does the rest of your nutrition look like? What does what what your nutrition even look like?
0: Yep. And we, we broke this down into to several uh, bullet points here. So the first one is what, what does it take for, for just general fat loss? What yeah. does it take for general fat loss?
1: For general so, fat loss, that's where you can really take the calories in, calories out.
0: Yeah, you, this is for you, somebody starting off that just yeah. wants to just knock off 20, 50 pounds, you know, just, I would
1: say more in like the 50 pound range, 50, let's say 30 to 50 pounds or more, 30 to 50 pounds or more to
0: lose. Yeah. Um, That's,
1: it doesn't take doing, you know, a whole lot of meal prep unless you want to, unless that helps you establish that habit. It doesn't take the chicken, rice and broccoli that everyone wants to think that it takes to, to, for general fat loss. It takes just eating a little bit better, than what you're already eating.
0: It really don't even take working out a lot. Mm-mm. I mean, I know I know of people that I've helped in the past um, knock off 20, 30 pounds with very little exercise in the beginning stages.
1: Yeah, there's a guy that came into the smoothie shop yesterday and he said that he has cut out sugar and he has, I think, increased his water maybe just a little bit or something like that. Something relatively small. And he's already lost a significant amount of weight. I can't remember exactly the number that he said, but he was so proud of himself for being able to do that in in a, in a relatively short period of time. I'm talking like ten days,
0: yep. just
1: by cutting out sugar. And you've you've had people like just cut their sweet tea and regular oh, servings yeah. out. Oh yeah,
0: I had a. Um, I, I just talked about this a few. You- few weeks ago i made a little um, instagram reel about it but i did the math on the whiteboard some of you some of you may have saw it on the on our page where you can take a person that's that's drinking a 200 calorie sweet tea every day say that's just that's just their their habit they've been getting a sweet tea at a drive through or a restaurant every day a a large sweet tea has 200 plus calories so if you're doing that five days a week that's uh that's a thousand calories right there, just in sweet tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so no, I don't know if you know this, but a, a pound of fat has around 3,500 calories. you gotta, you got to burn over the course of a couple of weeks 3,500 calories to lose a pound of body fat. So one way you can burn that is to either exercise more or reduce your calorie intake. So just by that one simple change, if you just drop, drop the sweet tea, you could literally lose a, a couple of pounds of body fat a month.
1: Isn't that crazy?
0: Just by that one change.
1: Just by that one one small change can equal something just super big. But people want to make it so complicated. And it's almost like they're... I've, I've heard somewhere that, that people are afraid to fail, but they're also afraid to succeed too. So yeah. they're going to come up with every reason why not to even make that one small change. Because... They start thinking, well, what happens if I do they, – they get so far ahead of – we call it future tripping. They get so far ahead of themselves. What happens if I do lose the weight? What's my husband going to say? What's my wife going to say? What's my family going to say? What are my friends going to say? And we're, um, we're
0: going to have another uh, episode geared towards the – we'll call it the excuses episode. Yes. We can <laughs> – really get in with that one.
1: Yes, because the excuses are they are they are plentiful. And here lately as we've been putting ourselves out more on social media and getting more into the nutrition coaching, we're hearing them more and more and more and more. And one thing I want you all to know is you are not alone. That's for sure because we we hear these excuses quite a bit.
0: Yeah, and there a lot of a lot of them are
1: and a lot of them I've even had. Just, so I'm I'm definitely yeah. not not making any kind of judgments about anyone because I I definitely have had the excuses um it's a it's a confidence thing it's a being able to picture yourself in a in a different body and that is really really scary and I experienced that even a few weeks ago where I'm in the gym and I caught myself in the mirror and I'm just like whoa (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like your your body is really yeah. changing. And it started freaking me out a little bit. And I'm just self-aware enough at this stage in the game where this – that is where I probably would have self-sabotaged. I would have found a reason to – I don't know, I probably would have kept lifting heavy, but I probably would have found a reason to, you know, eat Mexican food that night or, you know, eat one of the scones that my daughter Kara has made. And then you want to know what what flipped my switch? I'll tell you what flipped my switch. I'm going to show Keith here. And I can tell you what I've got on my water bottle. It's my shaker bottle that I use as a water bottle. And it actually says on there, never big enough. Okay. (laughs) So as a woman, my goal, my personal goal is I want to put on as much muscle as possible, get my calories as high as possible. That way that when I cut down, then my, my calories aren't going to be super yep. low. I'm going to have some muscle to work with. We've got some wiggle room. And I looked at my water bottle in that moment and I was like, girl, this is what you want. Yep. You want this. If you are worried about what other people think, you are not living up to what you established over a year ago that you wanted so, I put that thought out of my head of what are other people going to think. So that's where I think a lot of the excuses yeah. stem from, in my personal opinion.
0: Yeah, and then uh, general fat loss—I ca- I call it low-hanging fruit. Yeah, it's it's really easy. I call it low-hanging fruit because it's such small changes you They're can in make. The
1: best place to be, aren't to, they?
0: To, to see some results, like I said, dropping the the sugary beverages is like to me the if I was if I was needing to knock off fifty pounds. That's probably one of the first things I would do is just cut out all the liquid sugars and calories.
1: Just eating a few more vegetables. That's something that is just easy. Just taking what you're already eating and just adding a half a cup of cooked broccoli to the plate. Even just adding some vegetables. Just asking yourself, how much protein am I getting? Because to me, people aren't getting enough protein in general so just shifting that focus over to how much protein am i getting can i add some cooked vegetables to my yeah. plate um it'll it'll it eventually start crowding the other stuff out like if you can cut out the, sh- the sugary beverages then y- y- you start replacing it with other things. You're not even. You're, you're going to get to a point where you don't even want that anymore. Like I can tell you right now, I don't. My mom makes the best sweet tea. She makes everybody's mom in the South makes the best tea, sweet tea though, don't they? My mom really does though. And when she makes it, it's just way too sweet for me. And I used to drink that stuff by the glassful as a kid. Every single night we would drink sweet tea. And even now, when I have a diet soda. It's even too sweet for me now. All I want is just plain water, and yep. I know that sounds crazy, but it all started because I cut out the soft drinks. I cut out the sweet tea. It all starts somewhere.
0: Yeah, and another easy low-hanging fruit change would be when you wake up in the mornings. You're at home with a with a. I don't, know about, I don't know about your house, but mine has a kitchen and a microwave and a fridge. Comes with a stove, and. That's a perfect opportunity to to cook something a little bit healthier.
1: And breakfast is the easiest thing to cook, than drive, isn't it? Than
0: driving through like a fast food restaurant and and loading up on your your biscuits or whatever else. I mean, get up 10, 10 15 minutes earlier and even if it's um seriously a, a Kroger and Publix has these things called Jimmy Dean delights. They're their little breakfast those are good. Sandwiches.
1: I used to take those to work when I worked a, a nine to five type job.
0: And they come frozen, but you literally just, you thaw them out the night before or just go ahead and put them in the fridge and you pop them in the microwave. Boom. It's, it's like 300 calories, 20 something grams of protein, grab a banana and out the door you go. How mm-hmm. cool is that? Just that one small change could, could put you into a, a calorie deficit enough over the course of a couple of weeks where that. Also, would start stripping away some weight,
1: yeah, just gets the ball rolling. There's so many easy breakfast options. Breakfast is the easiest meal to start with,
0: so yeah, for people that need to lose thirty plus pounds, you know even even a hundred pounds i mean that's that's a pretty easy ball to get rolling in my opinion.
1: oh yeah, we see people come to the smoothie shop. These people warm my heart, they come in. And they when they when they first come in they'll tell you that they want to lose some weight and they have a significant amount of weight to lose and what smoothie do they need to get and we'll tell them to look at the section that's 500 calories or less all of that's based on a 24 ounce protein everything we we, we point all of that stuff out show them how much is how much of what is in each thing and give them suggestions and they choose one and then we'll see them back the next day. And they're like, I'm going to get that same thing that you told me about yesterday. Okay. We make it again. We'll see them like a week or two later. And they'll be like, I am hooked on these things. I just started drinking this and it was the small change that they needed in order to get that ball rolling and then be able to make other changes in their in their day and they'll come back and they'll tell us how much weight that they've lost and you just see a difference in their confidence from that very first day when they came in and they just didn't know what to order
0: yep all right number two is what does it take to get a toned quote quote toned body what is it what is a toned body
1: I put that in quotes
0: (laughs) so what is a toned body
1: so as a woman I have said this before and I hear it from other women now they just want to get toned they don't want to build muscle, they just want to get toned. And I'm here to tell you that it does take building muscle, a toned body is just getting the muscle underneath the fat to show through. And if you've never weight trained before in your life, or you don't have genetic quads, or you don't have genetic shoulders, you don't have genetic abs, it's going to take Building that muscle underneath it and getting enough of a calorie, it's it's weird because we're going to talk about this next, body recomposition. I'm just going to say getting a toned body is going to take building some muscle to let that muscle show through not only the fat layer that you probably have, but the skin. Yeah. (laughs) Let's just say that you don't have a whole heck of a lot of body fat and you don't have A whole heck of a lot of muscle you're gonna have to build the muscle in order to get it to push through the skin and Keith can talk about this when it comes to my abs so I get frustrated with my midsection because I just feel like that that is where most of my body fat accumulates I can work out and I can eat right and my shoulders will pop you will see you will see veins in my shins Yet there's – I feel like my midsection has no shape. Short torso – I can go on and on and on about why my stomach is the way my stomach is. But Keith has told me before, he's like, you've never really trained abs. Right, yeah. I'm like, no, I haven't trained abs because I I have – this is a myth that I'm sure is a myth. I don't know. I don't know. This probably falls right in line with the quote-unquote toned body. I am so afraid of my midsection getting thicker because – I just feel like it's already, I'm doing the hand motions. He knows these hand motions that I do with my midsection. But since I have been training my abs and I do have my diet dialed in for this stage as much as what it's going to get dialed in, as I'm doing more, you know, the hanging ab raises and I'm doing stomach vacuums and I'm doing planks, I'm doing these things, I am starting to see some shape happening in my stomach that I've never seen before before. So can you speak on that a little bit? Do you have anything to add yeah, to that? Yeah, So
0: it's like we all have we all have ab muscles in there somewhere. And mine are real deep though. <laughs> yeah, some I mean everybody's got different ab shapes and ab muscles, but they're all there. Um my theory has always been, you know, yes, yeah, you you can't do a thousand sit ups a day and expect to 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 lose that 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 body fat in the mid area. But what you can do is as you as you get leaner and leaner, uh, by you have working in your ab muscles and doing sit-ups and stuff and ab training over the past you know year, you're, you're building that ab muscle up to where it's a little bit thicker and more dense to where as you start dropping body fat, they're going to be a little bit more visible. They'll pop a little bit more.
1: Because here's another thing. You can't spot reduce. Like, I can't sit there. Believe me. If I could figure out how to let body fat melt away from certain areas of my body i I would have figured that out a long time ago i would have said i wanted it to come from my stomach leave a little bit up top please but no it didn't want to do that like i've got the leanest chest ever i've got the leanest calves ever and a lot of times when i hear women say they want a toned body they'll point to a specific area on their body and they're like, I, I want to lose body fat from here and I just want to get toned. None of that stuff is possible in the way that we think that it's going to be possible. You do have to build that muscle underneath it and you have to truly just let whatever be, be. I, I, will, I, will, I will pray it's gonna sound crazy, but I will pray about my body. I will say I'm gonna do what I'm supposed to do. Based on whatever program I'm doing, I've I've done this way back, I started doing this when I started crossfitting. I just didn't know what my body was going to turn into when I started crossfitting I had no idea. And it was going to drive me crazy if I went in there and was like, I'm not going to do squats today, because I don't want my legs to get any bigger. I'm only going to do this, that, or the other. We call that cherry picking, cherry picking the workouts. And I, I, I said, I was like, God, I am going to give this CrossFit thing my all for a month. <laughs> I ended up doing it for eight years. Eight years yep. But at the time, I'm going to give it my all for a month. And whatever you want my body to turn into is what I will let it turn into. And I've done that periodically over gosh, the, all of those years. Cause if not, it would drive me crazy that my chest was getting so much leaner than what my stomach was and that my legs were taking a different shape than what I thought that they were going to. You truly just have to go into it and be like, I'm going to eat the best I can work out the best I can and let my body turn into whatever is going to turn into and let that be enough.
0: Yeah. Most, most of the, uh, I I guarantee you most of the females that a lot of females we come across are seeing on social media that they aspire to be like and they they're like oh that girl is tone she's got a tone body that i want to want to get i guarantee you they they're they're pumping some iron they
1: they're, are and another thing is they're not showing you the entire package there will be girls that look like and they do they've got the six-pack abs and they've got the shoulders, and they just look incredible from the front, but if you never see them turn around, then just know that they're showing you their strong points. You, I don't think I've ever, I think the only picture of my midsection you've ever seen was the before and after that my coach posted, that I still haven't reshared because that's just not something that I'm comfortable showing. I did give him permission to do that. And I've joked around and said that the first time someone sees me in a bikini will probably be on a stage. But that's not something I'm comfortable showing. And I'm not talking about the girls. This is this is going to go off on a on a little tangent here. I'm not talking about the girls that purposely pooch their stomach out and say, See, this is what I really look like. No, you don't really look like that because you're never really standing. You are purposely standing like that just to show someone that you don't, quote, unquote, look perfect. I'm not going to stand there with my shorts pulled down under my belly button with my stomach pooched out saying, see, I'm a real person, too.
0: Yeah, I can contort contort, even at my leanest. I can twist my body up to make some fat rolls, you know, back even when I was competing. Yes, I could have like I could have posted one of those. You know, see, I'm real post by just purposely, you know, blowing some stomach and air in my stomach and protruding out and yeah, bending over a certain way to make you know some 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 fat appear somewhere. I could have, I could have done that, but who does that?
1: No, I, I'm all about standing in my in the best light with the best pose that I can because when I look at myself, I want to see my best
0: self. So. Yeah. Could you have have imagined Marilyn Monroe posting stuff like that?
1: No, she no. She not, was
0: she was kind of she was just her and her. And I look back at, at photos of her, and you you know you don't you didn't see her doing her doing none of that kind of no. See, I'm real post.
1: No, and to me, that's just trying to go above and beyond to make yourself seem relatable to someone else. You don't have to go above and beyond to seem relatable to someone else. You just have to be yourself and for me standing a certain way in the best light to me that makes me feel like my best self i'm not going to sit there and purposely contort myself to look worse than what i would ever look on a regular day just to make someone else feel better that's that's not what you're going to get what the goal
0: is i mean because the the social media world is is so full of flawless perfect people with the perfect pictures and then you you add some little photoshop here and there it does it could probably mess with somebody's head so i get where they're they're going with it but at the same time it is a little goofy
1: it is because it's it's going like i said it's going above and beyond in order to make other people feel comfortable when i just think that they just need to there's a
0: there's a fine line because you could you could give people like i don't know uh, insight that the world is not so perfect as they see it. But at the same time,
1: don't go above I, and beyond to prove it. I sure it. as
0: heck don't want to, <laughs> you know, I don't want people to just not change because they're, they're, they're being preached. Oh, that's just normal. I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to work on this or go, go for my goals because it's okay having this. Yeah. You know, this
1: When it's something that they've, as I'm going to use your word. They've contorted themselves to look like that. Yeah, Those are the, those are the people that that i'm that i'm talking about but i told you i was going to go off on a go down a rabbit hole i went down a rabbit hole
0: so for tone for people that want to tone body and more this is more females right
1: yeah for, i've never heard a guy come in and say i just want to get toned
0: yeah um for, yeah <laughs> for the females, females it's going to take it's going to take pumping some not I- pump, pumping some iron And
1: losing the body fat. And that's going to lead us into the next topic, which is body recomposition. That's what body recomposition is. It is being able to lose some body fat and gain muscle at the same time. That takes a little bit more effort than just the general fat loss. That is knowing what your, um, what your maintenance, what your maintenance calories are. It takes knowing that and towing that line so it's going to take a little more awareness
0: probably eating more
1: eating more because i don't know of many women specifically i'm i'm speaking about women here because men don't have a problem eating what they need to eat women are the ones when they start honing in on their body composition they're they immediately their default is to reduce calories reduce 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 Most women are not eating anywhere near their maintenance purposely. They'll eat at their maintenance when they're not paying attention to what they're eating. It's very easy to get in that many calories when you're going through the drive-thrus. You're going to your mom's house on Sunday. You're celebrating every single birthday in the office and being super social. It's easy to eat there, but when you're purposely doing it for body recomposition purposes, it's it's a little more difficult to do because it is a lot of food. Yep. It's a lot of food. And to get in that many calories with lean protein, complex carbohydrates, with vegetables, it don't with healthy just, it fats. It don't just
0: accidentally happen. It
1: does not accidentally happen. And it seems like a lot of food and it seems like that you're eating a lot throughout the day. And you're eating a lot throughout the day because it's hard to get in that many calories in three meals.
0: You don't, you know, if a, if a girl's goal, which I guess if I, could, if I could say an average would be 150 grams of protein per day average for females is probably where they need to be give or take Uh, you don't just accidentally get in 150 grams of protein no it takes it takes some it takes some some effort and focus yep
1: it takes a conscious effort to do that
0: i know a lot of females i will see on social media will have this just goal body weight like their goal is to to lose 20 pounds or 30 pounds but they're 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 working out and they have their sights set on this number on the scale, and that's it. That's all they can – that's all they're fixated on. Mm-hmm. They're not even, like, really paying attention to, like, body composition changes that may be happening. They're just getting – they're so hung up on reaching that goal weight, quote, quote, that they'll actually get to the sticking point and just totally almost dismiss any body composition changes they may have made – And and just get so worked up because they hadn't hit that number on the scale.
1: Right. And that's why we love the body composition scales so much. The Evolt scale that we've got at Spartan Smoothies. We see so many people come in and their bathroom scale hasn't moved. And they get on that scale and they get their printout and they see that, okay, I've actually put on a pound of muscle. I have lost a pound of body fat. And that's why the bathroom scale hasn't moved, and it it creates a perspective where they can continue trucking along because they know what they're doing is working. But if they had only paid attention to that bathroom scale, it would it would tell them that nothing you're doing is working.
0: What I, what I wish I could see, and what I wish people would eventually learn is, instead of verbally saying or typing out on their social media, my goal weight is this. Why not say, why not reword that and say, my, my goal is to be the, the best version of myself, the strongest, leanest, and then my weight will be what it will be.
1: Well, I think you got that from me, sir. That's always, I've actually, I've made several (laughs) posts uh, over the years, even when I was, it was after CrossFit. And I believe when I got into powerlifting is when I created what I call just the vision for myself. I had to release the, the goal weight thing. Because my gosh, when I started CrossFit, I think I was 143 pounds, maybe something. By the time I was done with CrossFit, I was 153. And then the scale started going up towards 160. And it was just freaking me out. But I loved what I was doing with the powerlifting thing. And I had to shift that I had to, I didn't want to blow up. But at the same time, I wanted to be really strong, too. So I would say that my goal weight, what's my goal weight? I would make this post. My goal weight to be the strongest, leanest version of myself to where I didn't care what the scale actually said. I think right now the scale is fluctuating between 165, 167, and I'm still able to crank out body weight pull-ups, which is my least, my least strongest lift ever. This is the heaviest that I've ever been and I'm still able to do um all the pull ups that I'm able to do.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, who cares if what you weigh is if you're if you're putting on muscle and getting tone and you know, your body fat's dropping. Who cares if the scale says one forty, one fifty, one sixty, one seventy? Who cares? Would you care? I mean no. you wake up one morning and you got but it wasn't visible th- abs and <laughs> you know, you're 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 A couple of weeks out from stepping on a stage and you're 179 180 well that would be heavy that would be heavy (laughs) i'm just saying what if
1: (laughs) what if yes i wouldn't care (laughs) see it still creeps up in me too i'm like whoa whoa (laughs) hold on there buddy (laughs) it does but i i totally know what you're saying though to 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 have the body that you want and to be able to if your goal is anything like mine and you want to be able to still lift heavy and you still want to be able to look lean that I don't care what the scale says, but that did take some time to get there, but that's part of why I want to be able to do these podcasts and do different videos and to give you permission to let go of the, don't don't let it take years like it took me where I was hung up on a number on a scale
0: yeah, yeah you' they're're they're, they're so fixated on that number that they just like I said they just dismiss any any changes that may have occurred or they're just so fixated on that number on the scale, they don't recognize the changes. So I always tell people, you know, take, take photos every week standing in the same spot. As I know it can be uncomfortable because in the beginning stages, you really don't want to see yourself. Um, but you'll be glad you did it once you get once you get that ball rolling with photos every few weeks. Mm-hmm. Take body measurements. If you have access to a body composition skill, uh, definitely uh, take advantage of that and then just use the bathroom scale as like a little just you know jump on it every now and then but never i would never focus just solely on that no Um, i call them all measuring sticks just data collecting between your your progress photos you're taking every every week standing in the same spot up against like a a blank wall i just do it from the front the side the back uh, taking body measurements just take a take a tape measure Uh, wrap around your arms your legs your waist just document it write it down uh, jump on a body composition scale pay attention to like how you feel how your clothes feel on you and all that just that's that's instead of being so focused on the scale
1: yeah and just know that if body recomposition fat loss and muscle gain if that is your goal it is gonna take eating close to maintenance towing that line from being in a deficit to being in a surplus towing that line as close as possible getting in your protein the quality of food matters we're talking 80 percent of your diet 80 to 90 percent being unprocessed foods real food something that you have to chew we've um, learned about you know the thermic effect of food and I'm understanding now that there's a reason that I'm given actual real food to eat and chew. There's instead of just, you know, down in a ready to drink shake, um, your body has to actually pro not process your body. Well, it kind of does have to process your body has to break the food down. It's got to digest the food. It takes energy to do that. And it it works the muscles. And there, there's so many things that eating unprocessed foods can do if you're only relying on a shake if you're only relying on you know uh, uh, your your greens drink if you're only relying on that all the work is pretty much done for your body and there there's something to be said about that thermic effect of food and we can touch on that in a later episode yeah
0: i call them high, high octane low octane fuels just yeah. like you would for a vehicle
1: the, the more wow. processed foods that you're eating, there's going to be more chemicals in it, more unreal things that your body is like, what the heck are you putting in my body? Some things are already broken down by the time it reaches your gut. And your, your gut doesn't have the practice that it needs to be able to break foods down. And over time, the energy that it takes to break foods down, all that does add up. So when uh, I'm eating all the chicken and the ground beef and you're big into bison, you like the bison. When I'm eating those lean proteins, as opposed to just having a smoothie over time, all of that stuff does add up and it does matter.
0: Yeah. So like you can have um, a 300 calorie or say 400 calorie plate of um, some bison and some sliced red potatoes, some broccoli. You can also have a 400 calorie Chick Fil A chicken sandwich, and you know, in the in the these beginner level stuff, that, that you can get by with that. If you if you're one of those people that you know want to just knock off 40 or 50 pounds, it's 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 really calories in, and calories out. But when you're getting to a level where you're hey you're you're kind of past those those beginning stages, and you're really wanting to have body composition changes, this is where food choices are really going to matter more. Mm-hmm. So a um, couple of things happen. So if you're a person that's looking at that as, hey, it's 400 calories, so it shouldn't matter. Um, true, but it goes beyond that when you get to that level where you truly want to make body composition changes and put on muscle. And a couple of different things, like Allie just touched on, the plate of bison and potatoes and broccoli are going to have a more thermogenic effect, and your body's going to have to burn more calories to break that down. So it's literally like I tell people when they eat real food, there's almost like a miniature version of you inside running on a treadmill. You get that eating real food. There's another level called a micronutrient level. So the micronutrients, all the vitamins and minerals you're getting with that plate of bison and potatoes and broccoli, you're not getting those same vitamins in that Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Right. So, if your body is deficient in certain minerals and vitamins, guess what that causes? It causes performance issues. It causes cravings. Uh, you ever wonder why you eat something from like Chick Fil A and it kind of makes you more hungry for it? You crave it. It's it's your body's lacking the the micronutrients it needs, and the the fact that there's a thing called MSG don't help either. So. If you're craving foods because of what you're eating and it's causing you to go over your calories, that's a problem, too. So you can't never go wrong with eating real food no. for, a, for a, a way more than one reason.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So just know if body recomposition is your goal, it's going to take stepping up your game food wise, awareness wise. And just just know, set that set that expectation the food choices and the amount matter.
0: Yep, and focus, instead of focusing on the scale uh, or fat loss, because everybody thinks that that if they, if they can just lose a bunch of fat, they're going to reach their goal. Shift your more, focus more towards muscle building. You know, eat, eat your calories and your maintenance or toe that line and get your protein in. And 80% of it needs to come from real foods. And if you focus, shift your mind more towards focusing on muscle, muscle gain, a a byproduct and a side effect of that will be fat loss. Yes. It just kind of more
1: lean mass that you have, the more your body needs to be able to maintain that. So your BMR is going to be bumped up just because of that. And in the past year plus that I've been focusing on my nutrition and stepping up, my game in the in the weight room my weight i i think i think anyone that saw me before if if i were to post a before and after you would agree that my body composition has totally changed but i'm actually heavier now than what i was a year ago by i don't know three pounds four pounds maybe there was a period of time where i did lose the weight and then if you were to look at my scans you would see that i lost some muscle too And then as we got to know my body and how my body responds, we got my calories up. I was working harder in the gym and then my weight started to go up, but my body fat started to go down. It's just a really cool, it was just a really cool shift when I started focusing on the type of body that I wanted instead of the number on the scale. So another situation that we will see and Keith can speak on this more. Uh, this, this happens to be more with guys, and we're just making generalizations here. I'm sure that there are plenty of women out there that have a hard time gaining muscle and that that is a goal of theirs. We just don't see it a whole heck of a lot in the smoothie shop. I haven't run across it. But we will see mostly guys come in, and, man, it is hard for them to put on muscle and what do you suggest to them when they come in and they tell you that their goal is to put on muscle, and it's all they can do to even hold a pound of muscle, much less gain any more?
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, with the guys, it's 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 a lot of just yeah cleaning up their diet, getting enough protein in. And most of the time, when I ask a guy that comes in the shop, you know, if they, if their goal is to put on muscle, how much protein are you taking? Their answer is, I don't know, and they'll they'll kind of. Think about it for a second, and you know they're like, I th- I'm eating, you know, some protein, but I guarantee you, if they track it, you know, are more aware of it. They're probably not getting nowhere near enough. I mean, most dudes, especially if they got some size on them already, they need to be 150, one hundred fifty, two hundred fifty grams of protein per day, and that's 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 just probably not happening. I mean, unless they have like a, a lot of focus and discipline in certain areas throughout their day, and and planning, and uh, alcohol. I mean. A lot, a lot of guys just just can't put down the, the beer every night or the, the bourbon. I mean, I see that a lot. I mean, most, I'd say 80% of the guys that come through the shop do, do some regular drinking.
1: I love how you threw the bourbon in there. Bourbon is the uh, equivalent to wine with females. Guys think that because they're drinking the bourbon, that's better than beer. It's, it all gets broken down the same way. Yeah. It all gets broken down into the same compounds yeah and it's just and it still affects your metabolism the same it way it
0: does and it, it lowers testosterone levels and they wonder why they, they're not sleeping well sleep you know a lot of guys don't sleep well uh, sleep apnea which is due to several different factors but you know i, I recommend all all guys get blood work done you know get their, their hormones checked which speaking of we've just recently teamed up with an awesome company out of Marietta, Georgia, called Low-T Nation. These guys know their stuff. They're they're what I call hormone guru experts. So if, if, you, if you're listening and you, you don't really know where to start uh, or say you already have a family doctor but you just don't feel like you're getting guided in the right way uh, through traditional methods, uh, reach out to us and we'll put you in a, some good hands with these guys.
1: And that's for the women.
0: Yeah, the women, the women too. too? Yep. I yep. meant
1: to ask you about that. That was something that I, I hadn't brought up to you. So for... For the women, too, that's something that a lot of times their, their doctors just won't order the particular blood test because they're not old enough. And I'm, I'm just big on you should know what's going on in your body. You should have the right to know what's going on in your body. And blood work is something I've learned so much about the female hormones, for goodness sakes. We are complicated creatures. We are so complicated. I did not realize how complicated we were as far as our bodies go I knew how complicated we could be um, in other areas but as far as our bodies go man there's so much that I just didn't understand about female hormones and I remember back from college classes and high school classes I loved anatomy and physiology I got my degree in athletic training and sports medicine and all that was a part of it and I loved all the, the science classes and learning about the body I loved all of that and the one chapter that we would just skim over every single time was the endocrine system. And I can't help but think because it's just so damn complicated. Mm -hmm. It's so complicated. So if you are a lady and you're curious about what your hormones are, what's going on in your blood, then you can reach out to us and we can get you hooked up as well.
0: Yeah. These these guys were like finding a needle in a haystack. I searched high and low locally on a local level, but everybody around here, in my opinion, is so strapped to the medical, mainstream medical world, they can't even, they're, they're, no, they're no service to me in the direction that I want to go in with helping clients at that level. You know, for example, every, every doctor in this area can just call in some blood labs and then see if you fall in the quote, quote, normal range. And they know the, gen, the general idea where they need to be. But I'm, I'm, I want to go beyond that. There's way more moving parts than just being in in range and these guys that we've teamed up with uh can definitely peel the layers back and help you feel better uh look better uh so yeah definitely reach out to us on that and then another thing that i wanted to point on with the guys most most males already have muscle most most males already have muscle and when they when they come to the shop wanting to get you know put on muscle i think most guys would be very happy Unless they're wanting to pursue bodybuilding, most guys would just would be very happy with their results if they would just strip away some body fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's to me, ninety percent of the of the males that come in the shop, um, they would be very very happy with it, You know, if they would just clean up their diet, get their hormones checked, keep the drinking at bay. I don't. I'm not telling you to stop drinking, but man, uh, maybe maybe not so much whiskey every night. And, you know, if you, if, you pulled, if you pulled 20 pounds of fat or 30 pounds of fat off, off any guy, he's, he's going to look pretty dang good, you know, most of them.
1: And as you're saying that, that's taking me back to the women in the toned body that a lot of women would feel better if they had some shape to their arms, if they had some shape to their booty. Um, that, that's a, that's a, a good parallel you know to make there if they just cleaned up their diet a little bit and just lifted some weights then they would feel more comfortable in their body
0: so yeah as far as as far as like um, reaching this like um, muscular uh, physique just by simply stripping away some body fat males do kind of have an advantage there Yes, for sure. They do. They do. So they do. The I told the guy yesterday a
1: when he came into the smoothie shop and said he had just cut out sugar and made like this one other very small change and how much weight he had lost in such a short period of time. I was like, I wouldn't say that to your wife. because <laughs> Women, man, we hate hearing that our bodies are definitely different beasts when it comes to, to fat loss. It's not impossible, but it's definitely not as easy. y'all, guys have guys just have the advantage they really do and and more power to them i'm happy that they're able to do that uh but as a woman it just takes a little more it takes a little more effort a little more awareness
0: yeah and uh the next the next topic is
1: hang on i want to talk about this muscle gain thing and touch on the the group of of guys that tend to come to my mind that we that the words that's coming in my mind is like a bean pole. The bean poles that are coming in.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: they, they immediately go to that glass case, and they're looking for something. And when I say the glass case, that's got the the stronger stuff in it.
0: Pro hormones and yeah. stuff like that. Yep.
1: And they think. And these are young guys. They think that that's the answer to putting on muscle. What do you have to say when you see people looking in that glass case, or you know, you see them? towing around and they're asking you questions. What, what do you say to those guys when they think that's the answer to being able to put on size?
0: Yeah. If you're a, if you're a guy that that has got a super fast metabolism and has been more on the thin thinner side your whole life, you, you just got to eat more. I mean, I'm talking about eat almost until you're sick. It's possible. I'm talking like probably 3,500 to 4,000 calories a day. And you just don't accidentally do that. Like, it's gonna take, you know, if, you, if even if you're busy, I always tell myself if I was a, if I was a person that struggled putting on weight, uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches would be my go to. I would buy a loaf of bread, make up some sandwiches, put them in ziploc bags, and just munch on those every chance I got. In conjunction with all my other meals, the sandwiches would just be an add in.
1: Yeah. So just like a fat burner is not going to be someone's answer to losing fat. Yep having a pro-hormone or something you know stronger or whatever is not going to be the answer to putting on size it's it it's it's gonna fall back on your diet that right there as keith calls them is low-hanging fruit i mean oh my gosh just just eat some more
0: yep and like even the 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 high calorie weight gainer protein powders we sell that's great that's a good place to start but you know you mix one of those up um, most of them have around 600 700 calories that's great, but not, not if you're eating like a bird the rest of the day. Right. People, people, a lot of these thinner guys think they can just whip up one of those a day and then still eat like a bird and wonder why they're not putting on any size. And they're not, they don't give it long enough.
1: Yeah, it does take time. It takes yeah, time to, to figure out what's going to work and what's not. And there's, there's always a different direction that you can take. There's seriously no such thing as failure. You're just collecting data.
0: Yep, and this is something that you will have to do for for months and months and months to to, to compound and start seeing those muscle gains. This is, this isn't something that you're going to be able to 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 purchase your way through product wise. This is this is eating those calories every day for six months to a year, in conjunction with some some weightlifting. You do that consistently for a year, I promise you, you'll 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 see some results that you like. All right, so what does it take to get a uh, shredded physique?
1: So now we're moving up. We're moving up. So we're, we're, we're shredded, right? Like that's, that's what we hear when we think about like people that just have very little body fat. They've got the muscle that, that they want, and now they're looking to get shredded. They want that shredded physique. What does that take?
0: So that's kind of the category that I put myself in. Uh, leading up to every summer, uh, because I've been working out for twenty over twenty years, I've got the muscle mass, and I'm ready to set myself a goal of getting really lean for summertime. I just it's something I do every every year, just as a personal goal, because it does take extreme discipline and focus. Because it's it's not a place that you can live in year round. I mean, when you're when you're talking about getting shredded, uh, that's that's like hovering around 10 percent body fat or less for a guy and it's 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 not the most fun thing to do it's very uncomfortable you you are having to go into a calorie deficit and track i mean i do my best when i'm the, the only way i've ever been to been able to successfully get shredded is to is to i do best by tracking you know, track all my, all my food, you know, I do best. I feel organized. I feel like I'm in control of my day. I can visually see it on my, on my app that I use called lose it. If you, if you guys are not tracking your food, that's something I would definitely look into instead of just assuming you're getting enough protein in or, or calories and never just assume eating healthy is going to get you your goals. Cause I've said this before, you can eat a healthy salad and it'd be a thousand calories. That's great for longevity. I'm sure it's great for health, but your body fat that's on you that you want to get going don't really care about that.
1: If you can track it, you can change it. Yep. You got to know what you're taking in in order to make any necessary changes or confirm the direction that you're already going.
0: Yeah. And I'm talking about the more advanced people. You know, if you're back when we first started this episode today, we were talking about the, the beginning people. You don't have to track.
1: No, you just have to eat a little bit better than what you're eating.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's tracking is something that I definitely wouldn't recommend a newbie to start. You know, this is. I'm talking about somebody that's that's got, you know, several years of training under their belt. They've already put on some size, and they're ready to get really lean. And uh, that's kind of where we're at now. And that's kind of where I'm at every year. And yes, that does take a lot of focus. It takes a lot of digging deep on the nights that you want to you want to overeat and go for the ice cream or something sweet. It it takes not having a cheat meal or a cheat weekend every weekend because I know if I'm just in my normal normal gear. I'll typically do really well for, for the Monday through Friday, and then I'll have a cheat meal on a Friday and sometimes on a Saturday. And then, it, you know, God forbid, if there's a family get-together on Sunday, that's three cheat meals. And that's fine for, like, maintenance and kind of keeping me in that, that normal, everyday, year-round kind of gear. But if I have a goal to get shredded, uh, you, can, you can kiss most of those cheat meals goodbye. I mean, uh, I'm looking at maybe do one cheat meal every two weeks. One good cheat meal is probably where I need to be to reach my goal. Yep. And um
1: the reason I'm not saying much is because I've never put myself in a situation to get shredded. I have said that I'm I feel like I've been in a building phase <laughs> my my entire life because anytime I've ever tried to get shredded, I definitely wasn't eating even enough. And I know that sounds weird cuz you're supposed to be in a deficit, but I wasn't too much of a deficit. I didn't give my body enough credit for what it could do as far as, you know, metabolism-wise. And when I first started with a nutrition coach, that was my goal, but man, I thought that I was going to make this transformation in 3 months and my my body just for whatever reason it wasn't there. It was wanting to pull in a different direction. I'm so glad that it did because it's led me down the path that I am but i remember realizing i'm not going to look the way that i want to look come summertime and i had to shift some goals a little bit and i'm again glad that i did because it pushed me in the direction of adding muscle and getting my calories up and now i'm in a situation where we can see what my body looks like shredded (laughs) but i'm still nervous about it i'm still real nervous i'm you, you've you got definitely more experience when it comes to getting shredded and getting that body fat down as low as possible. And, man, you've got abs that pop, and the rest of your body looks incredible. I I don't know what my body looks like because I've never been in a position really to let my body do that. So it's, that's uh, why I'm not really saying much because it, yeah, it seriously, it's, to be totally honest, it still terrifies me.
0: Yeah, it's so getting shredded is – You've already put on the muscle. You're you're simply just stripping away that body fat. I mean, that's all it is. So there's no there's no more focusing on muscle gain. It's muscle maintaining, muscle as, maintaining. as you strip away the body fat. Like I, you know, you got to keep your protein high and you keep working out. But there's really no it's 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 not a pleasant journey. But it, at the same time, it is because I know personally when when you're able when I'm able to get that lean, I have I have mastered you know, some, some major discipline and focus in my life. I mean, and that, that's, that, that does feel good when you can say you've, you've reached the other side and you're down to eight, 8% body fat. You really, you really feel like a million bucks. I mean, you feel lighter on your feet. You just feel like your body is just, just super well old machine. Everything's flowing. You feel good, but it's, it's not sustainable as in it's not the healthiest because, you, you, you will get burnt out, and I've tried to stay super shredded year round, and uh, it's it's rough. It's not possible. I wouldn't advise it. I know there's guys that that do on the social media world, but they're getting they're getting paid to do it. They're getting paid a lot to of do a sponsorship, it. I'm sure. If, I'm and sure. what I'm
1: hoping, what what my goal is, is that it it can be a little more pleasant for me than what it is for you. And I'm not saying that in a you know in a high horse sort of way I just have a very low tolerance for misery very low tolerance for it so part of what I've been working on a lot this past year is working on my mindset being able to I remember when I had to make the decision of am I really going to stick to this meal plan am I really going to stick to it or am I going to kind of do my own thing um, I I told myself, I was like, look, if you can't stick to a meal plan when you have an abundance of carbs, how are you going to stick to a meal plan when the carbs are slowly being stripped away? Because what this is leading into, you've got the shredded physique, but then you've got people that are prepping for a show. And to some, that might be the same thing. And on some levels, it is. But that's a whole different level of shredded. Uh, Keith has competed before. I have never competed before. It's a direction that looks like I'm totally heading Mm -hmm. (laughs) now, but it's, it's a different level. But I, for me, it has to be as enjoyable as possible. And that took finding the right coach. It took getting my mind right. I, I have written down and I put at the top of my workout notes that bodybuilding is my greatest opportunity for growth right now at this stage in the game it is my greatest opportunity for growth I've had many opportunities for growth through the years but this happens to be the avenue of where where I can mentally really just tap into you know how can I feel better in this moment that's a big thing for me how can I feel better in this moment and that that might be focusing on a future goal it may be saying um, okay you really don't need this right now because you're just you're you're moody right now like a lot of it comes down to mood a lot of it is is emotional and channeling those emotions for me it has nothing to do with the food nothing at all food is just very easy gives you a dopamine hit it's just a very easy feel good something well I want to be able to find other feel good somethings and not rely on the food. If I can't have something, I don't want to feel like that. I'm, you know, feeling deprived when all it is, is just a mood. So that's what I'm doing right now is to be able to truly remove the emotional attachment, any emotional attachment that I have left, uh, to food. I want to be able to totally remove that. And, um, Then I wanted the next logical step as my body shaped up is doing a show. I didn't want a show to be the reason that I was shaping up my body. Because when I find that you use that kind of goal to shape up your body, what happens when you reach the goal? What do you do after that? It's kind of like, you know, 30 day challenges, 30 day eating challenges it's like if you're only trying to win the challenge what what do you do when it's over and you don't have another challenge to do so it it has to come from a deeper place and i had to have that foundation laid before i even considered moving in the direction
0: yeah and it's it's it goes on like what he what's his name james clear uh, atomic habits he talks about outcome outcome based goals versus what is it uh can't remember what the difference is, but it's basically saying like heard a story where a guy was in a major league baseball locker room, and he asked um, all the players in there what their goals were to write them down, and everybody in that room wrote down you know obviously win a World Series and this and that and uh, break some records, but he says all right, I want you to rip it all up now. He says, well, what 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 does it take to get those goals? What about commitment? What about your exercise? What about recovery? And he wanted them. He wanted them to write down, write down them them goals. So if you focus on what kind of person you need to be, and how and have those goals to to reach your your unicorn goal, that is more sustainable. Like that, if you ask yourself, what kind of person is is living that way? You know, I want to be the guy that gets up and just does cardio every morning just for my uh, mental health and longevity, versus trying to get shredded for the beach.
1: Identity-based goals. Yeah, there you go.
0: Versus outcome-based goals.
1: Yes. So I remember, you remember us being in Panama City that September, you know, back 2021, 20, I think. And I was really trying to figure out ways, how can, how can I get the body that I want? This is, this is pre-nutrition coach here. I was starting to kind of think about it, but I was like asking myself, I want this type of body so I thought of people that had the type of body. people that we knew that had the type of body that I wanted that showed the discipline that showed on the outside how much drive and consistency they had on the inside and you you went to work asking and you messaged all of those people and you said what do you do what does a typical day look like eating wise for you y'all I wasn't concerned about the working out part I got that under control But when it came to the nutrition, I did not. And I knew that that was the missing link in having the outside match the drive that I had on the inside. And every single one of those people came back and said that they meal prepped and they meal prepped the same types of foods, lean protein, complex carbohydrates, their vegetables. And I remember having the thought, mother effer. I'm going to have to start meal prepping, aren't I? And you just looked at me, and you kind of gave me this look like, if that's what you want, again, we're talking about setting realistic expectations. If that's the type of body you want, you're going to have to put into play the things that those people that have the body you want, you're going to have to put those things into action. And I was like, okay. And we came back from Panama City, and we, we started meal prepping. Did it stick? No, it did not. Not until... I decided to go the direction of getting a nutrition coach. And that was when it got real, real for me. I was putting real money, significant money into trusting someone that knew how to do this. And he gave me what to eat. And if I was, if I was going to eat it and work like I was working, train like I was training, I was going to have to meal prep. So that was a challenge that I gave myself.
0: Meal prep or or just cook real food. I know I made a comment. A few nights ago, where I'm, I'm on this. I love, I love slicing up red potatoes and you know, toss them in a little bit of thin layer of avocado oil, a little bit of salt, baking them in the air fryer for 15 minutes or so. But it, it takes a little bit of time, it takes a little bit of work and effort. But I know, man, you sit down and eat that that big plate of of the sliced red potatoes. It's a good bit of volume you're getting. I mean, you can you can get really full and and not have so many calories. I mean. 200 grams of sliced up red potato is a big plateful
1: and that's cooked
0: that's cooked and man it's all i can do to eat that whole plate and the the amount of vitamins and minerals that i'm getting out of that meal the potassium and all that stuff it's it's you're not going and to get chewing, that the chewing, yep. the
1: physical chewing
0: yep i and could digestion have, i could have very easily swung by you know somewhere and got something healthy quote quote healthy that that worked within my calories but i know to get to the next level it's going to take slowing down enough and 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 putting in work and efforts in that and that's 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 the what separates the the people that that get those results that you're probably aspiring to be
1: those are the people that want it as opposed to the people who think they want it
0: and i started thinking like man the the whole if you just look back i start i often think about The past and how you know even fast food fast food and how easy it is to get food hasn't hasn't been around too long in the Mm -hmm. grand scheme of things you're talking what since the 50s yeah and before that you know like people have people had to do like gardens and grow their own food to eat real food and hunt and yeah, we're not
1: that far removed from that the in the grand that, scheme of things. The
0: fact that all I got to do is come home and just I go to the store and grab a bag of red potatoes, and a pack of bison, instead of having to go and hunt, hunt it and shoot it down and prep it. <laughs> the fact that I can do that, and you know, oh, it's inconvenient. Well, be, appreciate the fact that you you do live in a nation where you can just, or a time where you can just go to the store and buy those things and come home and do a little bit of prep work and get some really good nu- nutrition in. Because it hasn't always been that way.
1: No, it hasn't. And I've often said that God puts me, he put me in the the generation that I needed to be in. Lord knows that I was not going to make it as a stay-at-home mom back in the 80s. I I say this to my mom all the time. She was a stay-at-home mom. I'm like, I do not know how you did it. I don't know. God put me in the exact generation I needed to be in. And it's the same way when it comes to this. It wasn't that long ago that protein bars tasted awful and now you've got not only a plethora of protein bars out there but you've got protein chips and you've got protein cinnamon rolls for goodness sakes just the stuff that we have at the smoothie shops the protein powders have come so far there's a new pre-workout coming out it seems like every single week and I when I start feeling down or I start feeling like, oh, woe is me, and this is, this is just the, the life that I'm living now as far as meal prepping and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what a blessing, number one, that it is that I've got so much good-tasting food at my fingertips that are going to help me reach my goals. But what a time that we live in that I can purposefully eat less than my body needs, in order to reach a goal and it's not that way forever like what you touched on before it's not sustainable it's not your body is is not meant to live at that low body fat for you know the entire year and beyond (laughs) so it's only meant to live that way for a short period of time and that's what i'm telling myself is i'm like i'm gonna get down to this body fat that I need to get down and maintain the muscle that I need to maintain and still be able to perform and put a smile on my face and not bite everyone's head off that you know says something wrong and cross to me Um, it's not going to be that way forever and it's going to be okay and I'm going to go back to you know a a good reverse diet I'm going to build my calories back up we're going to go back into a building phase. We're going to get those calories back up as high as possible. We're going to put some more muscle mass on and then we're going to do it all over again. And how cool is that, that we have that much control over our bodies that we can ride these highs and lows and we can strengthen our mind at the same time. So we're not miserable cows through the process.
0: Yep. And I want to touch more more on the, the muscle gain uh, topic. The guys that that come in the shop or come to me for muscle gain advice like i said earlier there is i think most guys would be happy with the results if they would just would strip away some body fat by cleaning up their diet getting better sleep uh get your hormones checked do an at-home sleep study test and but and as far as working out goes um you know if you got a guy that's getting some protein in and he's working out three or four days a week i would then question his uh, workout intensity, you know, how, how intense are you working out? Are you just kind of showing up and going through the motions? Or are you the guy that does, you know, um, a couple of, couple of reps, you know, 10, 12 reps, you could have did, you could have did three or four more, but you set the, you set the barbell down and you sit on a bench on your cell phone for, for five minutes scrolling. And then you get back up, uh, and do it again. You know, that's, but you're there, you're working out. Yes, that's better than nothing, but, i would tell you that if you're going to take it to the next level you gotta you gotta ramp it up some yeah you know if you uh um, and that's that's one thing i'm i'm trying to 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 practice more is the intensity you know and and get, so get to that that 12th rep and man it's burning and normally i would set it down but i it, it's ugly i crank i crank i make myself crank out two or three more reps and i'm more aware of the downtime between sets i set a timer
1: I was just about to say that's what I've started doing is I set a timer because I do rest between sets when I'm really going at it hard. And I'm talking three to five minutes in between compound movements. And that can get away from you because, I mean, I I stretch a little bit and, you know, walk around a little bit, but I'll sit and sometimes that's when I do some of my post-finding or post-creating is right there. I have to set a timer in order to make sure that I'm not going past that time because it'll get away from you.
0: And not only for your own, your own sake and your own goals, but also for your fellow gym members because there's probably some people that might want to use that piece of equipment you're on. Exactly. So don't yes. be the guy that's sitting there for, for 10 minutes scrolling.
1: I had to walk up to someone the other day, and I was like, are you done with this? Because he was just standing there texting, and I'm thinking that maybe he's resting between sets. And he wasn't, I could tell. And I was, I just kind of walked around. I just did the whole kind of pacing thing and finally just moved my way in. And I was like, are you still using this? He's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And he took five steps away and continued texting. He was totally done with that. It's a distraction.
0: It's a distraction. And just even the, even the social butterfly members, you know, the people that talk, you know, talk a lot. Yeah, they sets. don't even
1: realize how much time they're taking and talking. Just,
0: but it's just, you're just not focused. Yeah, you're there. It's good, for, it's good for your overall health. You've showed up to the gym. But
1: but if your goal is to get shredded and your goal is to maintain as much muscle as possible, then the focus has to be there.
0: And that's why I think me and you can agree on this. Sometimes we feel in this, we're in this like in between world where we know we're going to go, go into the gym and we got to stay focused to get the, the workout in that we need to get the results we want. But so much of the world around us is there to chit chat and they're not focused and they they will distract you if you let them. And so many people do. And it's a tough spot for me to be in because I know that, you know, me being in, in a, a, the business world and sales and supplement store, people are going to want to ask questions and I don't mind it. But at the same time, I could probably spend most of my time at the gym chatting if I let myself talking to people.
1: Yeah. And that's why, I've got my earbuds in and I, I try and look as unapproachable as possible and used to before workouts were fair game after workouts were fair game, but having to be in a certain place, I got to be at the smoothie shop at a particular time. My, and I'm already getting up as early as what I think I can get up. I'm on a very very tight schedule even coming back home even coming back home and getting into the shower if i see keith in the kitchen or the living room oh my i don't even have like mm-hmm. two minutes like if i'm very aware of my time i'm i'm giving you a quick kiss and saying i got to get in the shower if i get caught talking which i've been caught talking before um so it's it's not exclusive to yeah
0: and this this can be a perfect way to wrap up this one and, and give people some insight on the future episode. Which will probably be we'll call it the excuse book. Uh I feel like me and you do more before the eight o'clock hour than most people do all day. We do. Um and you know, you've had kids, <laughs> I've helped raise kids, I've I've owned multiple businesses and we've we've found ways to make it work. So we'll go ahead and give you a heads up. Don't we don't we don't take the excuses very lightly. We don't. We understand we can kinda
1: because we have been Compa- there but we, but we haven't lived there at the so same time, yep. we can acknowledge that the that the obstacles are there but we don't choose to let the obstacles stop us from moving forward or
0: keep us there yep yes you know and yes i don't have kids but i've raised kids and
1: you definitely are a wonderful father figure in our household and there's an emotional toll for sure that comes with that
0: but if i if i was to become a father this year i would i would stay committed to my health and workout regimen and also be an awesome father at the same time i mean bring it on i would not skip a beat and i would do that not only for my own self and not let myself go but prove to the child that i'm raising that what kind of man his father is exactly to, exactly. build, to be able to balance all that, to give to give to inspire and teach that that kid.
1: Mm-hmm. I have yeah. I have often said that working out to me is or not working out is not an option. It's just not. Like I will figure out a way to fit it in and make it work because I know what happens when I don't do it. When I was pregnant with Bose, I didn't do it. I did not want to feel that way when I got pregnant again. So when I got pregnant with Kara, I was that person who was on the elliptical the day before she gave birth. And as soon as I got the clearance, I was back in the gym. And at that time I was only doing cardio. I didn't know much about weightlifting. I think I was doing like some tricep extensions, just, you know, normal things to quote unquote tone my body. But I've I've been run through the ringer when it comes to emotional tolls when it comes yep. to divorce and all the things that come with that and having to work a nine to five job in addition to the at home job that I had and managing being a single mom all those things like I just figured out a way to make it work.
0: Yep. And it, it and, I, and we talked about this in the past and we we'll ended with this is. And we've talked. We've asked ourselves why? Why does all roads kind of lead back to 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 nutrition and fitness? And because it ultimately is the catalyst, the vehicle that can affect all areas of your life. You know, it would be like, you you know, if you're if you're have the discipline and the focus, and you're eating well, and you're feeling good about yourself, and you're becoming the best version of yourself you can be. That's going to help your your relationships, your job, family, your kids. It starts with you, and it's, 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 and, and uh, ironically, nutrition and fitness kind of just is a good vehicle for that to play, play out in.
1: It really is.
0: So I think that's going to wrap up this show. Appreciate you listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.